0: Focus on Headline. Let's take a look at what major issues are making the headlines today on focus on headline for this joining us in the studio today we have che ji and jung yang guys welcome back good,
1: good evening. evening good
0: evening to you guys we are going to start things off uh, with president Yoon uh, naming a new unification minister also a vice culture minister today in a reshuffle uh, this of course included other ministerial posts and 11 vice ministers as well ji you're going to start us off uh, tell us who they are
2: right so presidential press Secretary Kim dae announced the ministerial and vice ministerial appointments at a briefing at the presidential office in Yongsan earlier in the day. Uh, President Yoon Suk-yeol today named Kim Yong-ho, who is a professor of political science and diplomacy at Sungshin Women's University, as the new Minister of Unification, and lawyer uh, Kim Hong-il, a former chief prosecutor, was appointed to the ministerial-level position of National Rights Commissioner. And Press Secretary Kim introduced the nominee for Unification Minister Kim Yong-ho as an expert in international politics and unification policy who has served as Unification Secretary at the Presidential Office and Human Rights Ambassador at the Ministry of Foreign Affairs. He also added that Kim Yong-ho is the right person to promote a principled North Korea policy and a coherent unification strategy as he is the chairman of the Unification Future Planning Committee. Now, regarding Kim Hong-il, uh, Secretary Kim explained that he's in an orthodox legal pr- Uh, practitioner who has worked as a prosecutor and lawyer for nearly 40 years and is well-versed in legal theory and has extensive practical experience and will therefore be responsible for quickly normalizing the commission's function and status as an anti-corruption and integrity agency. Uh, Meanwhile, the current head of the Ministry of strategic Strategy and Finance's Budget Office, Kim Sub was selected to serve as the second minister, and Cho Sungkyong, the current presidential secretary for science and ICT, was appointed as the first minister, and Oh Young-ju, the current ambassador to Vietnam, as the second minister, and Moon Sung hyun the current ambassador to Thailand, as the vice minister for unification. Now, a surprise pick for the second vice minister for the culture ministry was like you mentioned earlier, who's a former weightlifter and professor of physical education at Yongin University. Uh, Han Hun, the current head of Statistics Korea, was appointed Vice Minister of Agriculture, Food, and Rural Affairs. Im Sang Jun, the current Secretary for National Issues in the Presidential Office, was appointed Vice Minister of Environment. And Yi Song Yi, a researcher at the Korea Labor Institute, was appointed Vice Minister of Employment and Labor. Uh, this others include Kim ho Jin, Administrative Secretary of the Presidential Office, and Pe gook uh, Secretary of the. Ministry of Land, Infrastructure and Transport were appointed as first and second deputy ministers, respectively. And Pak Song Hun, the current National Planning Secretary, will serve as Vice Minister of Oceans, Maritime Affairs, and Fisheries. And Ogeung, who's the current Chief of Planning and Coordination at the Ministry of SMEs and Startups, will serve as Vice Minister. Uh, and Kim Chewan, a former professor at Seoul Cyber University, will head the National Civil Service Human Resources Development Institute.
0: Again, a long list <laughs> of names here. Uh, we did expect a major reshuffle coming since uh, it's been uh, slightly over a year since uh, President Yun-Sagir took office and there was a lot of speculation. Even even at the, I guess, uh, the start of the the second year of uh, President Yun-Sagir's administration, they were saying there was going to be some reshuffle. There was no hints mm-hmm. as to uh, whether or not that was going to happen come May. Uh, June came. Towards the end of June now, we are seeing obviously a major reshuffle. And for our listeners who are tuning in overseas, if this is an unusual thing, it's not. That it usually does happen. There's a whole lot of reshuffle that happens uh, after the, uh, the the first year of the administration. Uh, in the meantime, the government held a meeting for a fiscal execution this morning to discuss the status of the Korean government's budget execution in the first half of the year and lay out future execution plans as well. Uh, Yehin, you have more on this.
1: Right, so the Ministry of Economy and Finance hosted the third meeting of Vice Ministers for Government Budget Execution, where the attendees from various ministries, including Ministry of Education, Health and Welfare, Land and Transport, Culture and Tourism and more gathered all together to discuss how much of the government's budget has been executed and how much will be spent in the latter half of this year. So presiding the meeting, the second Vice Minister of Economy and Finance, Choi Sang-dae, shared that the government dispersed 289 trillion won in the first half of this year and will timely execute government projects to support civil life and economic revitalization in the remaining months of this year. So, well, looking back, the fiscal execution in the first half was three, uh, 35 trillion won larger than the same time last year, but was uh, more than 50 trillion won short of the government's target it had set forth for the first half, which was 340 trillion won. So for the government's priority projects to stabilize people's life, such as supporting the essential livelihoods of the underserved population and promoting the job market, the government has spent 62.1% of its annual target, which is $54.3 trillion won, out of its $87.5 trillion won budget. The $48.8 billion won for energy vouchers, $10 billion won for energy efficiency improvement for low-income households, and $6.6 billion won for cooling and heating cost support for senior citizens were all delivered to local governments. The government also completed delivering its budget for financial programs that aim to stabilize the businesses of SMEs and the self-employed to relevant agencies. Now, when it comes to the fiscal execution for promoting domestic demand, export, and SOC projects to revitalize the economy, 50.5% of, of its $26.3 trillion one budget has been executed so far, which the government self-evaluated as a smooth execution progress. Now, for the second half, the government said it will intensively manage all of the aforementioned projects to ensure a quick and strong economic rebound while continuing to monitor public institutional and private investments and actively discovering new private projects. The vice minister said that the government will timely execute fiscal measures to ensure some positive economic trends result in a fast and solid economic rebound and uh, civil stability.
0: Now, in the meantime, we're going to talk more about money because the Yoon administration called for continued bell tightening this time for 2024 for healthy fiscal management. Now the National Audit Office also launched an audit to make sure state-funded research projects are being carried out properly. Jihee, you have more on this?
2: Alright, so on Wednesday President Yoon gathered some 80 top government officials and ruling party leaders to set forth a blueprint for next year's budget. Now the government is looking to continue minimizing spending next year as it is doing this year and Yoon said such a stance has proven to be the right course as global credit appraisers have shown some positive reactions towards this. Now, last month, Moody's Investor Service affirmed its AA2 credit rating for South Korea with positive comments on the government's contractionary budget policy. However, there were key areas that the government did want to focus spending on such as national defense, uh, R&D and welfare, as well as running official development assistance programs. Uh, that reflect South Korea's global status now the meeting also comes as the top office has been emphasizing the importance of not squandering taxpayers money in fact a recent audit conducted earlier this month revealed that there had been more than 1800 instances of corruption involving civic organizations that misappropriated funds made up of taxpayer money during the past three years Uh, President Yoon promised not to let this happen again in the future while ensuring the money is spent efficiently. Now, after more coordination with related ministries, the budget proposal will be submitted to the National Assembly in September. Now, meanwhile, the National Audit Office has launched an audit to ensure that research and development projects funded by the state budget are properly run. Uh, Some uh, auditors were sent to 11 organizations, including the Ministry of Science and ICT, to begin the on-site audit, and the audit will run until the 16th of October. Now, the purpose of this audit is to propose improvement measures to ensure the professionalism and fairness of national R&D projects.
0: Now, for the UN administration, uh, we mentioned how after the first year, the first year is sort of—I mean, it, it's the the you know transition period—and uh, the, the consensus was that in the very first year of the UN administration, there was a whole lot of dealings uh, done when it comes to diplomacy. And so, what we saw was uh, you know improved relations with Japan was, I guess, one of the major ones uh, we've seen. Uh, further improvement on relations with the United States as well, which is why we've seen uh, this trilateral alliance between South Korea. US and Japan. Now, the consensus right now is going into the second year now. Not only did we see this whole reshuffle in the ministerial level, but there's a lot of movements uh, on the domestic level. And that's sort of been the criticism amongst these citizens and that the UN administration was focusing too much about the outside of Korea and not inside mm-hmm. Korea. And one of the things that we have now been seeing is the UN administration really cracking down on the private education. Now, we've talked about uh, the killer questions on the Suning. The national tax authorities, they launched a tax investigation into large private education companies, including Mega Study. Uh, and the probe was interpreted as the government's full scale crackdown on the so called private education interest cartel, is the way they put it. Uh, Yay, yeah, you fill us in on this.
1: Right. So according to the private education industry, the National Tax Service dispatched its inspectors to the headquarters of large private academies or hagwons in Korean, uh, including Mega Study, Shidae Inje, Jongno Academy, and UA on the 28th to secure uh, basically the company's tax data like their accounting books. So the investigation is set to be an irregular space, uh, irregular special tax inspection, for which Mega Study said that it will cooperate with the authorities in a faithful, man- faithful manner. The investigation comes as President Yoon Seok-yeol criticized the ties between the Korean SAT examiners and private education companies. Earlier on the 26th, the presidential office intensified its criticism against the private education cartel, stating that judicial action could also be considered if it is deemed necessary. Apart from the tax investigation, education authorities are also planning to conduct joint inspections of the large private academies. Apparently, the private institutions are feeling quite unsettled that the tax investigation might expand even further. So some industry insiders are worrying the pro will target other hagwons as this investigation is coming at a highly unusual time from uh, the regular tax investigations they've been receiving every year. Now, this is why the businesses are now being extremely cautious when recruiting students or running courses, at least for the time being. Some observers believe that the tax authorities may also start investigating the so-called star instructors who are the most high-profile teachers with most students at the private academies, as it did back in 2010 when illegal high-priced tutoring became a social controversy.
0: Again, quite interesting and uh, whether or not this will impact the ever so famous uh i guess special what is it uh, private education system that we have uh here in south korea and so again there's it, it's I, I think a lot of people are split on this uh, some people are really enjoying the crackdown of this because obviously one of the big burdens amongst parents and why we've been seeing a uh a declining birth rate is because there's too much pressure on the parents uh to continue to pay for these uh mm-hmm. private educations make it a little bit fair that people who cannot afford these private educations can probably you know Take the uh, the Korean SATs, and uh, it's even playing field for everyone. But at the same time, uh, you know, is this really fair? There, I mean, this is in a in a in an economy where. Uh, you know, capital capitalist economy where, where everything should be fair and done, right? But as mm-hmm. long as all the tax figures are, uh, I guess, legal, it shouldn't be too much problems. Nevertheless, uh, another name that uh, we've talked about uh, earlier this week was uh, former special counsel Park Zhu, uh, who actually appeared for a court hearing held earlier today, uh, determining whether he should be arrested over the corruption allegations related to the high-profile land development scandal, aka the Jangdong scandal that we've talked about. Uh, The truth about his allegations uh, will be uh, revealed soon. Ji, you have the details of this.
2: Right. So the former special counsel is suspected of taking 800 million won, which is about 611,000 U.S. dollars from private developers in return for helping their project to develop the Daejangdong District in Seongnam, which is a little south of Seoul, uh, into apartment complexes back in 2014, when he served as the chair of the Udi Bank Board of Directors. Now Park told reporters before attending the hearing at the Seoul Central District Court that he is confident that the truth will be revealed soon, and denied allegations that he peddled influence uh, at the bank for the sake of of the project. Now, a court decision is expected to come out as early as tonight or early the next day, and prosecutors also suspect that uh, Park conspired with his former assistant Yang Deshik, and both were promised profits of some 20 billion won and two properties. And later, the promised profits allegedly uh, decreased to 5 billion won after the bank's role in the project was reduced. Now, Park is one of the prominent individuals involved in the so-called five 5 billion club. Uh, they were each promised five billion won by asset management firm Hachon Teyu, which gained astronomical profits from this project. And other figures allegedly include former ruling party lawmaker Kwak uh, Sang-do and former prosecutor-general Kim Sunam, In part gained fame after investigating the corruption as we know, a uh, corruption scandal involving former President Park Geun-hye uh, as a special counsel in 2017.
0: We're going to be talking about another uh, court case here, and this is a name that uh, we haven't heard in a really, really long time. Kim Ki-choon, uh, he's the former chief of staff to former president Park Geun-hye. Uh, he's been acquitted after charged with falsifying the time of report to the president on the very day of these Sarah Ferry disaster. The consensus is that the downfall of the former Park Geun-hye administration uh, was sparked by this very tragic uh, incident here in South Korea. So, uh, Yang, tell us more about the details of this.
1: Sure. So, uh, it's been nine years and two months, actually, since the cell tragedy happened. And Five years and three months since uh, Kim Ki-chun was indicted by prosecutors. So today, the Supreme Court confirmed a remand decision that judged Kim Innocent, who was charged with creating a false official document. Now Kim was indicted in march twenty eighteen for submitting false information to the National Assembly regarding the time when former President Park uh, received a wire report and whether the reports were made in real time on April 16, 2014, the day when Sell Ferry disaster happened. The courts of first and second instances both acknowledged that Kim's response to the National Assembly was a false official document and sentenced him to one year in prison and two years of suspension of execution. However, the Supreme Court sent the case back to the Seoul High Court in August last year, intending an equitable. After the reversal and remand, the court judged Kim innocent in accordance with the Supreme Court's decision. The prosecutors appealed the equitable again, but the Supreme Court dismissed the prosecution's appeal saying that it had identified no problem with the remand decision. Kim is also being tried alongside former uh, Culture, Sports and Tourism Minister Jo Yun sun on charges of creating a blacklist, so-called, to intentionally exclude cultural organizations from receiving government funding.
0: All right, so let's going to move on here. Uh, We've been seeing a whole lot of uh, maritime drills uh, taking place recently. This time, the South Korea's Navy held maritime drills in the West Sea uh, to commemorate the sacrifices from the 2002 deadly inter-Korean naval skirmish uh, near a western border island. Uh, This was, for many, uh, the closest that the two Koreas uh, have gone into maybe a potential Second, well, I should say the war is still going on. It might have sparked another war, is what a lot of people said. Uh, ji you have more details on this.
2: Right, so this three-day exercise began this Tuesday as the armed service marks the 21st anniversary of the armed clash that occurred near South Korea's frontline island of Yeonpyeong, close to the northern limit line, a de facto sea border, border on June 29, 2002. Now, according to the Navy, the clash left six South Korean personnel 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 dead and caused some 30 North Korean casualties. Uh, In a press, the South Korean Navy said the training was meant to remember the fighting spirit of the six heroes who perished during their efforts to safeguard our waters and to ensure a firm and decisive combat readiness posture. Now, the exercise involved some ten warships, including two patrol ships named after two of the six heroes, Yun Young-ha and Hwang Do-hyun, as well as some six uh, Navy aircraft. And under the scenario of North Korea conducting a provocation near the NLL, participants in the exercise engaged in live-fire segment, anti-submarine drills, and other realistic and high-intensity training events, according to the Navy. Now, uh, the Navy also explained regarding the ceremony, which is the second since there was a name change, that uh, the ceremony was organized to enhance the significance of the victory of the Second Yampyong War, which protected our seas uh, with sacrificed lives and to honor the memory of the fallen soldiers, veterans and their families. And it also signifies the establishment of a decisive posture that must be fought to win.
0: Now, I I don't know if you guys remember uh, this particular incident happening uh, back in 2002, but uh, there was a lot of... What happened was, this was around the time that the the World Cup was going on, the Mm Korea-Japan World Cup, and the Korea-Japan World Cup, I believe... Uh, went on from May 30th to June 30th, and uh, by the time, I mean, Korea was already knocked out, but still, there was like the World Cup fever and so forth, and then there was news that broke out in regards to this, and there was a lot of big concerns that during the time of the World Cup, although the final was taking place in Japan, that uh, a potential war was going to break out, but mm-hmm. I do remember uh, the the high tensions there, and it really was very, very close. The two Koreas were very, very close to an all-out war there. Uh, speaking of which, let's move on here. The nuclear consultative group, an expanded deterrence group established by Korea and the United States in response to North Korea's nuclear and missile threats, is expected to have its first meeting soon, while discussions on sharing North Korean missile information between South Korea, the United States, and Japan are also reported nearing completion as well. Yay, let's get more on this.
1: Sure. So, South Korea's ambassador to the United States, Cho Hyundong, told reporters at a press conference in Washington, D.C. on Wednesday local time... That the allies have made progress toward holding the very first meeting of the Nuclear Consultative Group, or NCG, which was derived from the Washington Declaration. Now, this comes as Korea and the United States are sharing relevant information and discussing countermeasures closely at all levels, while North Korea is threatening to launch a reconnaissance satellite after a failed launch in May. Now, The NCG was established during South Korean President Yoon suk yeols visit to the United States in April to discuss joint planning and execution of nuclear operations between the two countries. Initially, it was reported that the NCG would be headed by the Deputy Defense Ministers. But in order to ensure the agreement between the two leaders is fully implemented, the National Security Council or NSC of the two countries will take the leading role for now. Further coordination is needed on who will lead the meetings and how they will be conducted. Now, The first meeting is expected to take place in July, with the two countries aiming to hold it as soon as possible and now working to finalize the timeline. However, it is reported by some media that holding the meeting at the beginning of next month might be difficult. The NCG will be launched as a bilateral consultative body between Korea and the United States. And while the possibility of including Japan in the NCG or forming a uh, like a separate extended deter- deterrence group between the three countries continues to be raised, there have been no concrete discussions so far. In the meantime, discussions among military officials on sharing North Korean missile warning data in real time among the three countries are expected to be concluded soon as well. Now, During the press conference on the same day, the the ambassador also shared uh, that uh, Korea and the United States are closely discussing other international issues such as the Wagner Group case in Russia. He said, quote, strategic communication and consultations between the two countries are also ongoing frequently. And immediately after the Wagner incident, the allies directly communicated and exchanged views between their high-level officials even on weekends. U.S. side has reportedly provided Korea with NATO-level intelligence cooperation on the Wagner Group uh, situation. He highlighted that the Korean government, uh, Korean embassy, the U.S. NS- NSC and the State Department have been in close communication, including during Secretary of State Blinken's visit to China and the ongoing threat of provocations from North Korea.
0: Yeah, The whole thing with the uh, NCG is quite interesting because when they decided that they were going to be forming this group... Uh, Right off the bat, there was a lot of questions as to whether or not Japan was gonna be a part of this. But what they were saying is that this was something that was formed out of the West, uh, the Washington Declaration. It happened between uh, the summit, between the leaders of South Korea and the United States, and that Japan was not part of this meeting. And so having Japan part of the NCG is not right, was what a lot of the watchers were saying. But obviously, the way that the United States really want this to happen is to get both South Korea and Japan part of this whole trilateral alliance that we keep talking about. It's So even though uh, you know this uh, NCG might be just between uh, South Korea and. Uh, the United States. Like Yein said, there is uh, some consensus that there might be another group that's going to be formed uh, that includes Mm -hmm. uh, Japan as well. Uh, Speaking of which, uh, South Korea and Japan uh, agreed to revive the $10 billion currency swap agreement during a meeting of their finance ministers in Tokyo today. Ji, let's get the details of that.
2: Sure. So, amid thawing diplomatic ties and accelerated economic cooperation, the two countries' finance ministers Chu kyung and Shunichi Suzuki agreed to resume The currency swap following an eight year hiatus. Now, the swap deal uh, will provide tools for solidarity and cooperation in foreign exchange and finance among countries, uh, not only with South Korea and Japan, but also with the U.S. that share common values. And the deal also expands the safety net of foreign liquidity among advanced countries with free market economies to include the financial and foreign exchange markets of Korea. Now, it will be a U.S. dollar-dominated swap, which means that Korea can borrow dollars from Japan in exchange for Korean currency at a pre-agreed rate in the event of volatility in the financial markets and other emergencies. Uh, Japan has an indefinite and unlimited full-time swap agreement with the U.S., while Korea's currency swap accord with the U.S. expired in December 2021. And for Seoul, the revival of a currency swap with Japan was not urgent. Uh, It rather symbolizes efforts to restore economic cooperation, according to officials and market observers. Well, they noted that Korea possesses a sufficient level of foreign reserves, uh, that totaling to some 420. $1 billion U.S. dollars as of the end of May, and the amount was down by four, five uh, $5.7 billion from April, but it still ranks the country ninth in the world in terms of the size of foreign currency reserves. Now, this level is also more than two times larger than the short-term debt that Korea owes other countries, which is estimated at uh, over $173 billion. So, And in particular, Korea's external assets amounted to one. 1.21 trillion dollars as compared to external liabilities of 665 billion US dollars as of the end of March meaning the country loaned $356 billion more than it borrowed from other countries. So all these figures indicate that the currency swap deal with Japan uh, is just meaningful in a symbolic way, and it really was, wasn't was urgent for South Korea. And uh, as we know, the currency swap deal expired in 2015 between Korea and Japan as they curled over historical matters.
0: Interesting figures here. I was trying to figure out because I find it still quite amazing that uh, South Korea at this time with uh, almost $421 billion Mm. in foreign reserves is the ninth highest. And I remember uh what the 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 foreign currency reserves back in uh right right when right before the imf broke out Mm -hmm. uh it was very very low which was at the time i just remember because i remember reading an article uh just recently about uh how the us dollar was so strong and so forth and everyone was trying to get in on the dollars Mm -hmm. samsung electronics they're all trying to gather as much dollars as possible and so forth and now after all those years south korea to have the ninth. ninth most when it comes to foreign reserves. It's uh, quite, quite impressive there. Mm-hmm. Let's uh, talk weather this time. It is always concerning when we're talking about weather so much on our program. Uh, it is monsoon season. Uh, South Korea is seeing heavy downpours today as well, affecting uh, really the entire country until tomorrow. Ying, let's get more on this.
1: Yes, so heavy rainfall of 30 to 60 uh, millimeters per hour is expected throughout the day in the central regions, including the metropolitan area, with expected precipitation of 150 millimeters. So uh, the southern regions and Jeju-do Island will also see heavy downpours with expected precipitation of 250 millimeters as the rain moves southward. As of 4 p.m. today, heavy rain advisory and warning are in place, mainly around the central area of the peninsula. On Friday, uh, which is tomorrow, rain is expected to fall in most parts of the country as well, uh, especially in the southern region and Jeju-do Island. According to the Korea uh, Meteorological Administration, heavy rainfall of 30 to 60 millimeters per hour accompanied by gusts of wind, thunder and lightning is expected in the southern region until the 30th afternoon and on Jejudo Island through the night on the 30th. With heavy rain expected in a short period of time, uh, now authorities recommend staying away from streams and rivers that are prone to flooding, of course. Already multiple incidents were reported today throughout the country where heavy rain has caused damages of flooded houses and factories, blocked roads and soil runoffs. It was even reported that, uh, which is a tragic incident, a person person in his 60s, who had went missing on the 27th after going out to open the water gate of a repair facility in Jeollalamdo Province, was unfortunately found dead this morning. Currently, the landslide alert for central and southern provinces at caution level is still in place as rain pour is expected to continue further. Now, this summer's monsoon season is forecasted to be quite volatile, uh, especially due to the high sea surface temperatures around South Korea, while the El Nino weather pattern is also likely to be a factor, causing heavier rainfall for a longer period uh, during the season.
0: Yeah, I mean, uh, we're we're basically looking at a lot of rain and also a very hot summer. Mm -hmm. Uh, That also means a lot of humidity because, uh, I mean, it's choking right now, right. how humid it is outside. And speaking of which, uh, we have Seoul experiencing tropical nights since June for the second consecutive year. Jeju Island has also been seeing tropical nights for the third consecutive day as well. So, gee, let's get the updates on that.
2: Right. So very, very briefly, according to the weather agency, not only Seoul but Gangneung, Seoul, and even Jeju Island saw tropical nights uh, this June. And as we know, a tropical night is defined as when minimum temperatures hit 25 degrees Celsius or above, and that's between 6 p.m. and uh, 9 a.m. the next day. So Jeju Island, like you said, has also experienced the warmest nights of the season for three days uh, from the 26th to the 28th. And Seoul saw its first tropical night two days earlier last year, but uh, uh, last year compared to this year. But experiencing a tropical night in June isn't really common. And this is the second year the country's capital is experiencing it.
0: Gee, I don't understand how you're wearing a hoodie right now.
2: (laughs) (laughs) But I, I want to explain. But on in summers, you know uh, how there's strong air conditioning indoors uh, right, right. usually. So I always have to have like something long uh, sleeves with me. But yeah, it's really hot actually.
0: I, I'm afraid to ask the you know the team to raise the, the the air conditioning level more. But I mean, she's sitting here with her nice little pretty and I'm, I'm dressed like I'm going to the beach right now. You guys can't see on the camera but I'm wearing shorts and so It is very rare that I wear shorts to work but it's that much uh, humid uh, but also for our listeners out there uh, there's been every year that we've been seeing each year, last year as well, there's been a whole lot of accidents uh, because of the monsoon rain and uh, the sudden, uh, the flooding that happens but especially because right now it's um, it's vacation season right, right now and so a lot of people who are also, they stay domestic. stay within Korea right now. And a lot of people have been moving, uh, you know, traveling to other countries these days ever since the lifting of the COVID-19 pandemic uh, measures. But creeks are a very popular destination Mm -hmm. uh, here in Korea. But for our listeners, you have to understand that even though it might not be raining at the time during monsoon season, there's a whole lot of accumulation of rain from other parts of the creek. And out of nowhere there will be a sudden rush of these rainwater uh, towards the creek. And there's when uh, a lot of people end up Drowning mm. uh, here in Korea. So for all the students out there, if you guys are planning to go out to the creeks, please, please, please uh, practice caution and also during the monsoon season, try to avoid a lot of these rivers or creeks and the waterways and even the beaches as well as much as possible. There, uh, nevertheless, guys, please stay safe. Thank you very much for your reports. Have a fantastic rest of your night, and we'll see you guys again. Stay Thank safe. You.